marred by real-life tragedy, the much-anticipated sequel to Black Panther has finally arrived in cinemas. Uh, but Wakanda movie is it? I'm sorry, I'll get me good. Welcome back, film fans, to a, uh, a, a rather unusual episode of the podcast. Uh, you may not be used to this kind of thing. Uh, I'm on my own because basically this is an experiment. I'm just trying out to uh, see how, how well these are received and how well I can handle doing this on my own. Uh, my usual co-host, DK, don't worry, he'll still be around. Um, but I did recently go to the movies to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And just as you may have seen uh, during previous uh, movie trips to see sort of Star Trek, the motion picture or E.T., uh, when they were re-released, um, I wanted to put a review out. But given that DK didn't go to see this, um, it didn't seem fair or right to have, sort of have him on the review or, or to ask him to take that time. So, uh, yeah, you've just got me to to hopefully contend with and just my thoughts and opinions. And these will be my personal uh, thoughts and opinions on the movie. You may not disagree. Your mileage may vary. But I did want to get my thoughts out, sort of uh, recorded and in a podcast form for everyone to hear. Uh, you can always catch these kinds of things on my letterbox, which will be linked in uh, the description below. But yeah, uh, without any more rambling, I wanted to get into it and just say that, uh, yeah, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Obviously, it's, as I've mentioned, it was it was long awaited. Uh, everyone was kind of curious, I think, how it would handle, uh, of course, the real life tragic passing of uh, the late great Chadwick Boseman, uh, as well as just what kind of movie it would be, uh, you know, in, in terms of a sequel to the immensely popular original and uh, just as an MCU movie. So hopefully I'll be able to answer some of those questions. I will avoid spoilers. This is a completely, excuse me, <clears throat> a completely spoiler-free review uh, because, you know, it's not fair to people that may not have had a chance to rush straight to the cinema and see it, but hopefully it will still give you an impression of what to expect if you haven't seen it and you may relate to some things if you have. Um, another one of the reasons I wanted to sort of put this review out was because I did write a review on my letterbox uh, of this movie and uh, my good friend Toby, uh, who you may have uh, seen or heard on the podcast, um, otherwise known as Dark Sonic, uh, said that I echoed a lot of the feelings and thoughts that he had, but he couldn't quite word them uh, right or in a way that would have made as much sense. So Hopefully, I, I mean, I took that as high praise and hopefully that means that I can maybe represent, you know, myself eloquently and some other people that might share those views. Um, yeah, so uh, getting into the movie, then I will just say I, I was surprised. I, I didn't go into it expecting that it would hit me in the way that um, that it did or that it would be, frankly, such a, a ride, such a, you know, such a journey. Um, it is relatively long, I guess. It's, it's I think, two hours and... 32 hours 40 thereabouts um but some people have said it felt that length i don't think it did at all uh, and i wouldn't have changed a second of it i think it was perfectly uh, paced and it was it worked great um yeah i have to first of all uh comment on uh the writing so the writer joe robert cole and writer director ryan kugler i think deserve massive praise because they pulled off a seemingly impossible task in this movie and I was really impressed. As you would expect, the film does have to serve as a powerful and a fitting tribute to Chadwick Boseman, but I think it does that and yet it's all the more impactful for not having that bogged down the entire plot uh, and it really hits the emotion when it does come into play when 
it matters and when you do kind of have to feel that i think it it the fact that it's peppered in in little places and when it does so it's it's very impactful and very well written i think works really well um sometimes these things are overt sometimes they're subtle best of all for me is the combination of this kind of tribute and what I would call the central lodestone of the plot, which revolves for me rather beautifully around my personal favourite character moment in the MCU, probably. Um, if you know me, you may know what I'm talking about, but I won't say any more for fear of spoilers. But yeah, suffice to say, uh, there's a very central tenant here, which I think serves as a great tribute to the character uh, that we've lost, uh, as well as the actor, obviously, and gives you a great central line and narrative for this movie. Uh, there are lots of great moments, but, uh, you know, I don't want this review to go on forever. So I'll just say that in terms of my reaction, I wept at times. I kind of ugly cried towards the end a little embarrassingly at times, um, especially with that post credit scene or, or mid credit scene, which I won't spoil. But again, it's it's very powerful. So be ready. Uh, and there was times when I was shaking with emotion, just feeling it, particularly towards the end of the movie and, and very much in it and immersed. And, you know, it's very impressive for any movie. And uh yeah, just making me feel, man, in a way that I haven't felt towards a Marvel film or any film for quite some time, which I think was another reason that I wanted to sort of get this review out and, and make my feelings known about that. Speaking, though, of Marvel and the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you'd think the world building and the setup might take a back seat here uh, because of how much the movie has to do, but nope. The introduction of Namor and his people, the Talacanil here, not Atlanteans, because presumably DC got there first. Um, I think they're pitch perfect. They're, they're updated wonderfully to make an impact in this particular day and age, and yet stay incredibly true to the complicated nature of the characters from the comics. Uh, one of the things I will say, I, you could argue that the character of Namor and his people are villains. I don't think you can really say that. I think... Uh, just as much, if not as if not more so, than the people who sort of would claim that Killmonger had a point in the first movie or, you know, the Thanos' right brigade. Um, I think here, you know, th there's a great amount of backstory and depth given to Namor in particular. And I think even though he does commit a couple of really horrendous villainous acts, I still don't think you could view him so much as a villain as more of a an anti-hero and an antagonist. Yeah, just chef's kiss for the way that it handled though the, the character. Because again, in the comics, he's always been kind of like that. He's never an out-and-out -out hero. He's got a level of arrogance and sort of, I guess, smug superiority that I think would be difficult to pull off, which I think this movie and the actor who plays him, Tenok Huertamihia, uh, pull off brilliantly as well uh, and yeah the backstory scenes in particular very emotional one of a lot of great character beats in the movie dominique thorne i have to say as well is excellent as riri williams uh, and that character is also handled really well uh, and gets some great character beats and action and is weaved into this plot in a way that makes absolute perfect sense which was a concern of mine in a way and i don't think you could cut any of her stuff out i, I was a little bit bothered by the lack of any connection to tony stark uh, in the way that the character does have that sort of hero worship in the comics. But in the end, like I said, the way she's molded into this plot works just as well, if not better, um, without even having that. And yeah, that character really comes into her own amongst many, many, many others as well. So yeah, um, there's other MCU Easter eggs and stuff that has me very excited for phase five, but I won't again spoil anything suffice to say though it is there um, not necessarily what you may have seen in rumor mills and stuff you know there's no huge new characters introduced uh, or you know from the comics i mean or um you know hints of anything upcoming well there is a lot of sort of roadwork set for what seems like at least one upcoming announced movie but again 
you'll see that for yourself if and when you see the movie. But yeah, all, all the speculation, the apparent leaks and the theories, I think uh, we have to ignore, um, you know, including, you know, who is this next Black Panther and, and various bits and pieces, because I think if the movie is allowed to play out as a movie and not just a series of decisions or gossip talking points, then it works really well, in my opinion. Um, and I'll be honest, I I was one of the people that wasn't particularly enamored with Letitia Wright on a personal level because of, you know, without getting too far into it, personal issues and views that she'd expressed uh, and was concerned, you know, that she wouldn't necessarily be particularly likable, at least. But I will say, whatever you may think of her personal views and politics, etc., uh, the woman can act really well. She is naturally the kind of lead of the film although i would say it's probably way more of an ensemble piece certainly than the first movie but her performance is just outstanding and really just made me feel a lot more for that character than i was expecting to having gone in with a little you know a little bit of a, a nose put out of joint situation with the actress but yeah it, it's kind of it's her through line in, that carries the movie and again letitia wright kudos for just killing that performance, just nailing it. And as well, shout out other great performances. Angela Bassett, I think, gives what should probably be an Oscar-winning performance. She's outstanding. Um, there's moments that you will have seen in the trailers and stuff of her kind of desperation or uh, somewhat justified rage that are just played out so well in the movie. And uh, yeah, I've seen people say we, we really need to give this actress her flowers. And I think it would be nice if that does happen. Comic book movies probably don't necessarily get that kind of recognition but um it would be good if it does and i think if there is one actor uh, specifically i would single out here it would be uh would be her um although like i said everybody is at the top of the game uh, i've already mentioned dominic thorne and and um of course uh, tenor quarter yeah but even little small roles like mabel kadina as namora in a somewhat unforgiving extra role um martin freeman reappears of course as everett ross and does a pretty good job um, on the other sort of even higher side of things, I would say obviously Tanai Guerrera as Okoye and um, Lupita Nyongo, sorry, as um, Nakia are outstanding. Michaela Cole is a great new addition as Anika. Uh, yeah, there's not really a lot to say. Oh, and Winston Duke, of course, as Mbaku is, is outstanding as well. So, yeah, great performances all around as well to add to my praise for the writing. Uh, I will say as well, this movie for me also has the best final act since Avengers Endgame, and I'm not kidding. It's quieter. It's not one of those, you know, will open portals and every character you've ever seen will appear, but I think for me it's even more impactful. I really felt the stakes of it, and it is still really action-packed, and that action is very well handled with characters who actually have different power sets facing each other. It's, for me, leagues better than the final act battle in uh, the first Black Panther movie, and it's a shame that Ryan Coogler seems so absolutely exhausted, though it's completely understandable, because I think it would be great off the back of this to see him handle something like Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars coming up or some kind of Avengers-type movie, because I think this really has proven that he's got the chops for that, as well as being a fantastic, almost independent-style character piece of a movie as well. So, yeah, um, for me, yeah, the, the direction in that case is just masterful and... I could nitpick because there's one slight part where things get a little bit cliche and it goes a bit sort of Zack Snyder, Michael Bay, which, you know, no offense if you like that kind of thing. But for me, it just seems a little bit on the nose. But that moment, as I said, it's one moment in two and a half plus hours and it's very fleeting. And for me, frankly, in the grand scheme of things, as I look back, I think it was necessary as well. 
uh, for what was happening in that scene. So, yeah. Uh, the music as well, I actually noticed, which I really do, as a lot of my friends will tell you, and I think was just exceptional. It works perfectly with the story and to underscore the action on screen. Uh, yeah, and I, it was just great. And then Rihanna's, obviously, much has been talked about Rihanna coming back to do a song from the movie for the end credits, and that's great as well. So, uh, good stuff. Ultimately, then, I don't necessarily think that you will feel as strongly as me, but I want, I've been noticing a lot of people have said sort of positive reviews or, you know, positive but mixed leaning reviews, and I'm starting to feel very defensive, which I think emphasizes how, how much I loved this film, which I was, again, not expecting to do at all. So I'm starting to feel a bit proprietorial about it and sort of, I, I hope everyone else has the same experience that I did, and I'm kind of sad if, if other people don't, because for me, it really hit home. And uh, again, if it did for you, then I'll happily talk to you about it in the various ways. But um, it, as I said, don't necessarily take this as a sort of, I guarantee it will do that for you. It'll hit you in that way, because it very probably won't necessarily, but maybe there'll be some people for which it will. So that would be good. Uh, yeah, having said that, I can't fathom know how anybody can be anything but positive about the movie. Uh, and I do think that the reports of the MCU's demise after a supposedly lacklustre phase four have now been shown to be quite wrong. Uh, and I would love to see more like this going forward, because I do think there's been a little bit of a tip in quality, I think, with some of the phase four movies. Certainly, if you've uh, listened to our review, you'll know how disappointed I was by the Doctor Strange sequel and uh, Eternals was a bit of a letdown. And yeah, um, but having said that, Two of my strongest MCU movies are from Phase 4 with Spider-Man, No Way Home, and now this, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever then. Uh, just to give the final word, uh, I would personally rate it, as you may not be surprised, five stars out of five. So, yeah. Um, have you seen Wakanda Forever yet? Did you think it handled everything it needed to do very well? Did you feel it was a fitting tribute to uh, to Chadwick, R.I.P.? Um, did you were you as impressed with the directing and the acting and everything as I was? And uh, did you like the little bits of MCU world building without too many spoilers? Uh, yeah, hit me up anytime on the various social medias that you'll find in the description uh, via my link tree and other bits and pieces, or you can just comment on this YouTube video. And uh, we will be back. This was a bit of a surprise video that I've dropped, but we will be back properly uh, in the month of December, as I've announced on social media. Uh, we're going to be back every week in December for um, a review of Star Trek for The Voyage Home, uh, a review of Avatar, uh, a top 10 Disney films episode, and our Christmas special review will be of Gremlins with a little special surprise. So stay tuned for all of that and always check out our social medias for information on what that is. We're all over the internet. Again, that's uh, in the link tree, but you can find the podcast and our sister podcast here on Miss Star Trek on Twitter, on Mastodon, on Facebook, on Instagram. We're everywhere, basically. So, yeah, uh, do come back for that. And hopefully you uh, have enjoyed this review. As I say, it's partly an experiment to see how well it does. So we'll see if uh, people respond positively and if it gets views and likes. So remember, do like, subscribe, etc. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, in the epic words of Arnie, I'll be back. You have been listening to the Silver Screen Podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Behind the scenes sections and additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timeless journey. 
Follow the podcast on Twitter at podcast underscore screen, on Instagram at Silver Screen Podcast, or look for the Silver Screen Podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast Production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.